Wednesday, November 21st, 2018. You are listening to the Daily Dose Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Clint Daly, coming to you from the Mile High City right here in Denver, Colorado, and we are back for another day of talking sports with a dose of common sense. Happy Wednesday to all of you out there. It is Thanksgiving tomorrow, and you know, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. There's no real pressure. I don't have to go out and buy a bunch of gifts that I don't know if anyone's going to like. I don't have to go cut down a tree. I don't have to go do any of that stuff. The only thing that we have to worry about tomorrow is gluttony and football, which is sort of like every other Sunday for us, but on Thanksgiving, there's just way, way more food. And that's never a bad thing, is it? The only real danger you have on Thanksgiving is drinking a little too much, and by the end of the night, you start telling people why their political ideology is not only incorrect, It's also immoral. And you know, this usually happens with those friends and family members that you don't see all that often, but you get a few glasses of wine in you and pretty soon you're telling everybody what's what. We're going to try to avoid that tomorrow. We don't want any of that. You don't want drama on your Thanksgiving. You just want a bunch of food and you just want to watch football. We're actually going to be talking a little bit about Thanksgiving a little later in the show. Hey, if you'd like to contact the show and let us know your favorite part of the Thanksgiving holiday, we would love to hear from you. Hit us up on email, dailydosesports at gmail.com or go over and find us on Facebook or Twitter. Both of those handles are at dailydosesports. Doesn't have to be Thanksgiving related. Doesn't have to be holiday related at all. Maybe you've got some feedback for the show. Maybe you have a certain subject that you would like us to tackle here at The Dose. Maybe you need a little advice. You know that we've got your back. Make sure that you reach out because we would love to hear from you. Hey, today on the show, of course, we will have to take a look at a few of the top news stories that have come out. But with tomorrow being Thanksgiving, we wanted to take a little time to reflect. Going to get to that in just a few minutes. And as we do on many Wednesdays, we are going to have our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings. Hump Day! You never know what we might be ranking this week, but I do have a hint for you. It just might be a little bit Thanksgiving flavored. Get to that a little bit later in the show as well. Let's jump into some breaking news because another day and another story coming out about how poor Las Vegas is going broke, giving away free money. It seems Vegas Sportsbooks set the total for Monday night's matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams at a very, very high 64 points. Yeah wasn't even close. Those two teams blew past that number by 41 points. I mean, we saw that was a track meet. Rams versus Chiefs, no defense was being played. Teams were going up and down the field. Michael Grodsky, spokesperson for William Hill, which has 108 different sports books in Nevada, he told ESPN the game was a healthy seven-figure loss for Las Vegas sportsbooks. 69% of customers bet the over. So Las Vegas lost some serious money. The game had opened and closed at 64, the highest over-under in an NFL game since at least 1986. Now, if I didn't know better, I would think that these stories coming out again and again, just a wacky coincidence, don't you think? I mean, think about this for one second. We did have that change recently in legalized gambling nationwide, right? And I just kind of have a feeling that Las Vegas keeps putting these stories out. Hey, we know that sports betting is legal in Delaware and New Jersey 
and Pennsylvania and West Virginia, Mississippi, Rhode Island, New Mexico. But we just wanted everyone to know that here in Las Vegas, we are literally just giving away free money because we're crazy in Vegas. Kind of sounds like one of those like Mattress King commercials where the guy's going, you've got to get down here. I'm just crazy enough to sell you a great mattress. And now it's seeming like every single week we're hearing another one of these stories where Vegas is coming out and saying, hey, we just want everybody to know we're hemorrhaging money out here. Like we can barely keep up. I don't even know how we're staying in business. We're just that crazy. We just keep setting wacky lines. I don't believe any of this for one single second. Did they set the line too low? Probably. Did they lose some money on it? Probably. Did you notice they didn't talk about, one, all the people that did bet the under, and two, all the money they got on people betting both sides, Rams or Chiefs, and the number of other parlays that were out there? They're not bringing any of those things up. They just keep saying, hey, did you notice that one bet, that one specific bet? We really lost money on that. Yeah, and you probably won $100 million on the other stuff. Hey, you can take your chances and bet on sports if you want to. I'm just telling you, Vegas doesn't lose very often. They are coming out and telling us these things on purpose. I am not buying any of it. One other story coming out that I did want to touch on. After 21 seasons and over 3,000 hits, Texas Rangers third baseman Adrian Beltre has announced his retirement. In a statement in which he thanked his family, fans, agents, his former teams, and Tommy Lasorda specifically, Beltre, who will be turning 40 this April, said it's simply time to call it a career. After careful consideration and many sleepless nights, I have made the decision to retire from what I've been doing my whole life, which is playing baseball the game I love. That was a statement that he actually released to the team. You know, at the age of 19, Adrian Beltre got into the majors with Los Angeles Dodgers clear back in 1998. He played seven seasons there. Then he moved on to the Seattle Mariners prior to the 2005 season. And after five seasons in Seattle, he joined the Boston Red Sox in 2010 before moving to the Texas Rangers in 2011, where he has been since. At the end of this past season, Adrian Beltre ranked first among all active players in hits, games played, at-bats, and plate appearances. He was second among active players in home runs, RBI, runs scored, doubles, total bases, and extra base hits. Hey, it's been a phenomenal career for Adrian Beltre. No question about that. But forget the stats. Forget those things. You know what I'm going to miss about Adrian Beltre? Dude was hilarious. He was just a funny guy. He just had a great sense of humor, and you didn't know what he was going to do. Remember back in the day when he was with Seattle, one of his teammates comes out on the mound and kind of smacks him with their glove. Beltre pulls his glove off and fires it full speed at his teammate. Those are the kind of things that are great. Those are the kind of things that I'm going to miss. You might remember when he was warming up in the batting circle and the ump didn't like where he was standing. So he went and grabbed the batting circle and drug it a few feet away just to make sure that the ump would be okay with it then. Adrian Beltre was a phenomenal player, very talented player, and he was just a funny guy. Major League Baseball is going to miss a little of the levity that he brought to the game. And make no mistake about it, Adrian Beltre is eventually headed to the Baseball Hall of Fame. He definitely belongs there. Hey, coming back, it is Thanksgiving week. And as we take Thursday to reflect back on all of the things that we have to be thankful for, 
Well, we actually thought we'd take a little different approach this year on The Dose. So like I said, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, a day here in the United States where we take the time and we reflect back on all of the things that we have to be thankful for. And make no mistake, we have a ton to be thankful for in this country. We have a ton to be thankful for every single day of our lives. And I know a lot of times in this country, we get some things wrong, but we still have a ton to be grateful for. And yet, that's not the direction I was going to go today on The Dose. I was thinking about sports and I was thinking, you know, we have a lot of things to be thankful for in the world of sports. No question about that. But you know what else? We also have a number of things that I'm not thankful for in the world of sports. And today I thought I would bring you a few of those. Here are a few things on Thanksgiving that I'm not thankful for one single bit. First and foremost, look, I realize it is the circle of life, but wow. From the time the NBA Finals finish up in, what, June? Something like that? There is nothing whatsoever to watch until football starts again. I am not thankful at all for the late summer when there are no sports to watch. And you know, when I hear about these other football leagues talking about forming, I mean, I'm just like, bring it on. Anything. It is a rough time of year for sports fans. It is like wandering through the desert without water. There is not a drop to drink for those months. I'm not thankful a bit for late summer because there is nothing to watch sports-wise. Here's another thing I'm not very thankful for. And this has gotten a little bit better with the catch rule changes. But there are some NFL replays that I'm watching and I think I know what happened. And then the ruling comes in and it is not even close to what any of us are looking at. I still don't think that the NFL understands the word conclusive. I don't think they understand it in any form, in any capacity. Now, just for the record, conclusive means serving to prove or convincing. So many of the NFL replays are anything but convincing. Now, it has gotten a little bit better, but I still watch NFL replays and go, I don't have any idea what they're going to rule. I can't figure it out. And one other question I have concerning NFL replay If the refs on the field get it wrong and replay does prove you were correct, why don't you get to keep those challenges? I know, I know. Don't go getting greedy. We're lucky they've even improved the catch rule at all. But I'm not very thankful for NFL replay. But as bad as the NFL replay is, I have something that I am even less thankful for, and that is the NBA replay. As we are forced to watch flopping NBA players over and over And then we see refs trying to figure out, okay, now was that flop the result of a flagrant one or was that flop the result of a flagrant two? And some of these flagrant fouls, they actually result in ejections. And sometimes there is no reason to eject a player whatsoever. Are you seriously trying to judge intent on these plays? That's pretty tough to do. And I know this is a kinder, gentler NBA than what I grew up with. But these NBA replays are just a complete time waster. They are absolutely painful. Go watch them in the league office and find guys later or something because so many of them just feel completely irrelevant. I'm not thankful for the NBA replay. Here's another thing I'm not thankful for. I want you to think about this. You're sitting maybe in your favorite sports bar or restaurant. You're watching the big game and one team comes up with that big play. I actually just experienced this. I told you a little bit. When I went down to Mexico 
earlier this fall. And it seems like every fan base has at least one idiot in it that happens to be at the bar where you're watching the game. And when the big play takes place, this fool is running around the bar yelling, let's go, let's go. There is just not much that convinces me more that you are not the sharpest tool in the shed than when I hear you yelling, let's go. And I don't know who you're yelling it to. I don't know where it is you want to go. But if you would like to convince me that you've never played sports in any capacity whatsoever, and that you probably fill out your job applications with a crayon, (laughs) yell, let's go during a game. And that is the first thing that comes to mind. Here's one thing I'm not thankful for. When I say it at first, you're going to be like, what? But there are times I'm really not thankful for ESPN. Hey, don't get me wrong. ESPN absolutely changed sports because no longer were you at the mercy of your crappy local TV stations to deliver quality games. And for that, I am eternally grateful. But wow, ESPN seems to put their personal agenda over everything these days. Hot takes that make zero sense. Oh, they've got plenty of those. Blatantly prop up certain athletes and certain leagues. They do that too. You know, I was talking on the show about the series that ESPN is putting out there called Basketball, Love of the Game. Go watch the episode on the building of the Golden State Warriors. Now, I went and watched it. And I was hoping to see how Jerry West had compiled this team, how they had been built primarily through the draft until Kevin Durant got there. And do you know what I got? I got a special on LeBron James. And I like that series. There's some really good stuff. There's some really interesting historical stuff about basketball. But that was so poorly done. And it was so blatantly agenda-driven. Go give another ESPY for Sports Person of the Year to someone not involved whatsoever in sports, ESPN. If you want proof that ESPN has an agenda, and maybe you're sitting there saying, I don't know if I believe that. Look no further than their coverage of the Ohio State Urban Meyer Zach Smith controversy because that news was out. We were hearing it. We knew there were some shady things going on at Ohio State and ESPN was barely covering it. Yeah, I'm sure that was just an oversight, right? I'm sure they were just like, what? We had no idea any of that was going on. Yeah, ESPN has an agenda. And for that, I am not thankful for them all the time. Another thing I'm not thankful for are those goofy NCAA tournament play-in games. I love March Madness. I love it so much. But let's say you attend a small division one college and you win your conference tournament you have earned your way to the big dance, right? Well, no, not under the current tournament format. You get to play a team that did not earn their way into the dance for the chance to move on to the actual dance in an actual playoff game. Hey, I understand we want the best teams in this tournament. I do. But if the rule is that tournament winners from all conferences get in, then they should get in. Let the play-in games be among the teams that did not earn their way in. They deserve to have to play another game to prove they even belong in the tournament. These small schools, they've already done that. They've already won their tournament. That's what you ask them to do. And then you make them go play in a play-in game? Nah, not thankful for that at all. Another thing I'm not thankful for, I'm not thankful for people who say, you know, there are more people watching baseball than ever. So don't tell me how America's pastime is in trouble. And this is really popular right now when we talk about the current television ratings. 
because the ratings indicate that right now in the United States, people are more apt to watch a repeat of Pawn Stars than the World Series itself. So baseball honks drop this line that, well, there are actually more people watching baseball right now than ever. Well, I would hope so. There are more people on the planet now than ever. But the percentages do not actually favor Major League Baseball. Kids don't watch this game. Maybe it's because the postseason games are taking place prior to them getting out of school in the afternoon. Because we know Major League Baseball is petrified to go up against the NFL or the NBA or college sports or roller derby or anything else. Or maybe it's because of the fact that kids today, they're not likely to stick with a game that lasts longer than a season of Game of Thrones. (laughs) Hey, keep your head in the sand, Major League Baseball. I'm sure your game won't go the way of horse racing or boxing or, I don't know, archery. I'm sure that won't ever happen to baseball though. A couple other things that I'm not really all that thankful for in the world of sports. I'm not a fan of all the silly college football bowl games, although sometimes you do find some intriguing matchups outside of the playoff games. Like I know the playoff games are going to be very, very entertaining. Maybe it's close, maybe it's not, but you at least have some drama there because the playoff games have some huge stakes. A lot of the other bowl games, they don't really have any stakes on them. Like kids are just out there playing for the sake of playing. But every once in a while, you happen upon a close game. You happen upon a really intriguing game. Goes to overtime. Everybody's at the edge of their seats. And maybe it was a game we expected, but maybe it was a game that we're like, what? The New Mexico Bowl? It's tied. There's 30 seconds left. What's going to happen in this game? And those games are awesome. But here is the thing that I don't like with some of these college football bowl games. When you have, say, the Meineke Muffler Bowl between like Tulane and Southern Mississippi, and it takes place after the playoff games, yeah, I'm not thankful for that at all. No one's watching that game after the playoff games. Like, up to the playoff games, we'll watch some things. Because you're in December, you're finishing out December, it's either that or watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for like the 50th time. So you turn on a game and you say, well, let me take a look and see if this turns into anything. But after the playoff games, no, I'm not watching any of those things anymore. No one cares. Get those goofy games done in December because you don't serve the vegetables after the meal. That's when the dessert comes. Don't try to give me Brussels sprouts for dessert. Stop being stupid college football and college football bowls. If you want to have your silly, meaningless bowls, fine, whatever. There's way too many of them, but whatever. But having them after the playoff games, yeah, I can't get down with that. I am not thankful for that at all. The final thing that I am not thankful for this year for Thanksgiving, and I encourage you, you know what? Use this model tomorrow when you're sitting around the table and maybe you have that one person in your family and they say, hey, everybody, today let's share something that we're all thankful for. You might just say, hey, why don't we switch things up a little this year? Why don't we all go around the table and name something we aren't thankful for whatsoever? But my final item for being ungrateful has to go to NBA referees who make people question the actual integrity of their games. They have the star treatment, which we know. Depending what your name is, depends on if you get calls or if you don't. That might be, you know, kind of heading towards some integrity issues there. 
you have just blatant inconsistency with NBA officials. You have the failure to call some of the most simple violations. And I can't figure out why. I can see you looking at it, but then you go, I didn't see anything. Or depending on who it is, you might call them for it. Hey, NFL refs get it wrong a lot. We saw on Monday night in that Chiefs-Rams game, I don't know what those NFL refs were doing. They were calling way too much. They were making that game about them. And we see the NFL refs get it wrong a lot, especially when it comes to penalties against the defense. Major League Baseball umpires, every once in a while, they will be inconsistent. We will see their strike zones vary. Or we will see Major League Baseball umpires be argumentative with certain players. College officials, they can miss calls. They usually do a pretty good job, but they can miss calls. But no one, and I mean no one, is as consistently bad as the officials in the National Basketball Association. And you know what's worse about it? You know the part that is more painful than that? Because I understand they've got a tough job. Basketball is a constant moving sport. So they do have a tough job. But here is what bothers me even more about NBA officials. They get it wrong. They completely botch calls. And then the league comes out and tells us they're doing a great job. I mean, who are you going to believe? The league that employs them, that is trying to get you to believe it has integrity, or your own lying eyes. Yeah, that's basically what the NBA has gotten it down to. Because there are a number of times we see NBA officials botch calls completely, and then the league comes out and goes, no, they got it right. No, they didn't. We saw what happened. NBA officials are one of the things I am the least thankful for this year. Hey, but you know what I am thankful for? I am thankful for you listening to this podcast right now. My Daily Dose listeners, I know we say it a lot on the show. We have smart listeners here at the Daily Dose, and I know we say it at the end of each show, but genuinely, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for subscribing to the show, for sharing the show. We might not be thankful for a number of things in sports, but I promise you, We are absolutely thankful for each one of you. Okay, coming back. We've got three NFL games on the slate for tomorrow on Thanksgiving. But here is a question for you. Which teams are actually the best when playing on Thanksgiving Day? We're going to have that answer for you when we get back. Hey, just a quick reminder that if you have any shopping to do, and now we are officially into that silly season where you've got to do all of that holiday shopping, maybe you have someone on your list that you're not exactly sure what to get. You need to make sure that you stop by lootcrate.com forward slash daily dose where you can find the latest pop culture collectibles that feature your favorite TV shows, movies, and video games. December's Loot Crate theme is now out. It is called Scavenge. What you build depends on what you can scavenge. We've searched through the rubble. We've made some fortunate finds from the fantastic to the downright alien. So get ready for a collection of seriously cool exclusive gear. December's Loot Crate theme features items from Transformers Bumblebee, Dungeons and Dragons, Escape from New York, and Fallout. But if none of those franchises interest you, remember, you can always go over to Loot Crate and you can choose from a huge selection of crates or you can just go over there and find individual items and they have just about any franchise you can possibly think of over there. The best part about ordering from Loot Crate, when you check out, just be sure that you type Daily Dose in the coupon box. We are going to get you 10% off of your order. 
just as a little thank you for tuning into the Daily Dose every day. So don't worry about what to get that difficult person on your holiday shopping list. Just make sure that you stop by LootCrate.com first. So on Wednesdays, you know, we like to get some real numbers involved, not so much an opinion, but some actual stats and some actual facts behind it. And we just put together a list and see what those numbers tell us. Today on our Daily Dose Hump Day Power Rankings, Hump Day, you know, it's kind of funny, but when we think of football being played on Thanksgiving Day, who do we think of? What teams do we think of? Of course, every single year, it is the Detroit Lions and the Dallas Cowboys. And they do actually both play pretty well on Thanksgiving. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're used to it. It's just a tradition with both of those teams. But are they the best teams on Thanksgiving in terms of winning percentage? Well, you actually might be a little surprised. No opinion here, but here are the most successful teams on Thanksgiving Day. Coming in at number five is the team that we could actually make a pretty convincing case they are the most successful team because in their history, they have played on Thanksgiving eight different times and the Philadelphia Eagles have won seven of those games. The Eagles actually pounded the Dallas Cowboys twice on Thanksgiving. You know, those games had to be a wonderful dessert for Philly fans, but the Philadelphia Eagles come in at number five. They have won almost 88% of the games they have played on Thanksgiving Day. Coming in at number four, three, and two are three teams that are all undefeated on Thanksgiving Day. The New Orleans Saints have never lost on Thanksgiving. Yes, they've only played one time. But in 2010, Drew Brees actually had to outduel John Kitna and the Dallas Cowboys to win the game 30-27. to Hey, Kitna actually threw for over 300 yards in this game, so Drew Brees and the Saints had to earn it. It was the only time they played on Thanksgiving, but the New Orleans Saints are undefeated on Thanksgiving Day. Also undefeated on Thanksgiving Day are the Houston Texans, who again are just 1-0. Matt Schaub got a win for the Houston Texans back in 2012. They beat the Detroit Lions. Matt Schaub threw for 315 yards, and he overcame... 441 yards of passing from Lions quarterback Matt Stafford. And when you think about that, 400 and some yards and you lost kind of the story of Matt Stafford's career, honestly. The Houston Texans have also gone 1-0 on Thanksgiving. One other team comes in at 1-0 on Thanksgiving and that is the Carolina Panthers who managed to blow out the Dallas Cowboys just back in 2015. Remember when the Carolina Panthers went 15-1 and and then went to the Super Bowl. Well, during that season, they played Dallas on Thanksgiving Day, and the Carolina defense held Dallas Cowboys quarterback Tony Romo to just 106 yards passing. The Carolina Panthers won a no on Thanksgiving Day. But just one other team has a perfect record on Turkey Day, and they have played more than just once. Okay, well, Actually, they've only played twice, but the Baltimore Ravens are undefeated on Thanksgiving Day. And the funny thing is, they've never played the Cowboys and they've never played the Lions. In 2011, Joe Flacco beat out Alex Smith and the San Francisco 49ers. The score was 16-6 to and it was a hideously ugly game. It probably gave all of us indigestion after our Thanksgiving meal. Both teams combined for 400 total yards. 
Then in 2013, the Ravens beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 22 to 20 in actually what was an entertaining rivalry game. Now, you probably don't think of the Baltimore Ravens as a tough team to beat on Thanksgiving Day, but hey, they've never lost a game. For the record, the Detroit Lions have played 78 times on Thanksgiving Day. They've won a little less than 50% of those games. The Dallas Cowboys have played 50 times on Thanksgiving Day. They have won 62% of their games. Tomorrow, for Thanksgiving, we have Chicago going to Detroit to face those Lions. I'm not sure that's going to be a great opportunity for the Lions to add to their win total. Then we have Washington going to Dallas in a very interesting battle in that NFC East. Can the Dallas Cowboys play their way into a playoff spot? Don't forget, Washington is going with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback. Finally, we have the Atlanta Falcons and that awful defense going to New Orleans to face the Saints and that incredible Drew Brees-led offense. You just might want to reserve some time in the middle of the day because who would have thought that Washington versus Dallas would look like the best game of the bunch? Maybe one of those other two games becomes more competitive than we think, but right now, it looks like the Washington-Dallas game is going to be the best game by far, or at least the one with the highest stakes. Hey, no show tomorrow for Thanksgiving, but we will have something very special for you on Friday. Again, I have to say thank you all so much for listening to and for sharing the show. Thank you for the emails. Thank you for the texts and the tweets. Don't forget to set your scales back 10 pounds tonight so you feel a little bit better about yourselves on Friday. I have to say thank you to JSP. Could not do any of this without you. I will see you on Friday. From all of us at The Daily Dose, have a very safe and happy Thanksgiving.